0: Consequence Podcast Network.
1: This episode brought to you by
2: Nick B. Nick B. England is rainy.
1: Yeah, it is rainy.
2: Nick B's German Shepherd. Yeah, tracked mud all in his house.
3: <gasps> no, is
2: Sergeant, Sergeant Boo. Boo? What did Sergeant Boo do? Got the whole <laughs> Sergeant Boo do that what you do, that so he well. do so well. <laughs> well, I got the floors muddy.
3: How do you get the floors
2: muddy? He had mud on him.
3: On his feet? Yes. On his little paws? Oh, pauses. Is oh. it a boy dog? He's
1: a Sergeant Jen. That Ginger doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, wow. You
3: need to get yourself a pair of kitten mittens, but doggy size, <laughs>
1: <laughs> But doggy style.
3: But, do- but doggy style? She get
1: the joke. She oh, get the joke, yeah. baby. This episode also brought to you by Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca.
0: Hey. <laughs> Hey, Rebecca.
1: Now, Mikey, you normally do a pickup line that is related to the movie we watched. Yep. So, I got one. Oh, God. Are you guys ready? I'm very concerned. I don't
0: know.
2: Hey, Rebecca. Hey,
0: Mikey. Hey, hey Mikey.
2: <laughs> Rebecca's a smoker. I would totally go on a blind date with you.
0: Aww.
3: Oh. Different what? disability. Yeah. But okay. Um. Hey, Rebecca. Check out my crossbow in my pants. <laughs>
1: This is going to be a great episode <laughs> And if you want to be recognizable <laughs> on your blind date Make sure you get some Mickey ears From Straight On Tell Disney on Etsy Rebecca's Etsy store This episode also
3: brought to you by Ryan Ryan. Ryan. Hey Ryan Hi. Ryan keeps giving fucking movies Ones <laughs> yeah. on the scary scale Claiming she's dead inside mm-hmm. Oh but Ghostbusters is so scary
2: Ooh, I didn't like the new one Yeah <laughs>
3: Let's look at the the evidence
2: Hmm.
0: Uh. Silence
3: of the Lambs One Hellraiser One Final Destination One Everything One Ghostbusters Oh the part in the library is really scary The part in the library is scary
1: Brian I bet Ryan gave gremlins a two
3: Ryan did give
1: gremlins
2: a two (laughs) The scale doesn't lie
3: people well, Ryan, lock
1: it up with your I'm dead inside stuff. <laughs> right. I don't
2: like this section of the <laughs> podcast. I love it.
1: This episode also brought to you by Tom. Hey, Tom.
0: Hey, Tom. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Jane's
1: been doing some research, Tom.
3: I'm going to have to get a selfie stick to hold this yeah. so I can. So write you can it. make
1: a tape. Yeah. No. Make no. that tape, Make it a tape. Nope. Make that's not that what it's tape. for.
3: It's so I don't have to touch spiders. Okay. Wolf spiders are our featured spider of they the day. They jump, right? Terrible. What? No. <laughs> no, Dude, they jump.
0: just moved. <laughs> she was like, what?
3: They are robust and agile hunters with excellent eyesight. I'm a
2: robust and actual hunter with excellent eyesight.
3: They live mostly in solitude. Oh! Hunt okay. alone. Yes! And do not clean their webs. Oh, oh shit. My God. <laughs> Actually, they don't spin webs, uh, but I was going for a Mikey thing. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the bite of the wolf spider is poisonous, but not lethal.
0: Oh, That's right. Yeah. yeah. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Although non-aggressive, they bite freely if provoked. Oh, yeah, we do. And should be considered Ugh. dangerous to humans. Gross.
1: True. <laughs> Mikey, why are two of these about you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how big they are? No. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that information getting yeah, out
2: there. Yeah. It's a surprise.
3: Okay,
1: <laughs> Mikey, you got to downplay it. You got to sort of subtly surprised. <laughs> right. We now return you to the epic saga, the Patreonicals. Yes,
3: like sand so- clocks through the hourglass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this week, yeah, it gets personal.
3: Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're not all personal.
2: <laughs> Matthew keeps flying off after saving the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty anticlimactic, as I recall. Mm -hmm. He lives in a cabin in the woods. Ooh. ooh. He said the name of the movie we're going to do. That I love so much. Isaac has been eating people to steal their power. What? you remember he's a cannibal? But he's been eating people to try to kill Matthew. Why? Because he's been oh, trying so to build up his strength? power. It's yeah. just uh, like Highlander. Kinda. I guess
3: I need to see Highlander. You don't. Oh, yeah. okay. You don't have to do that. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, 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 Isaac is trying to kill them because you remember when they went to the 80s and stole kids to make smartphones? Oh, and stuff? yeah.
3: Something about potatoes, too.
2: Well, anyway, Isaac's family.
3: The Isaacsons? His name is Isaac Isaacson? <laughs>
2: I refuse to
0: make this canon.
2: <laughs> the smartphones they built with their tiny '80s hands—hands hands were tinier in the '80s. Anyway, they—they they blew, it blew up. <gasps> It killed all of his family. He's alone in the world. <laughs> How does a phone blow up with that magnitude? It started a small fire.
3: Was this phone also <laughs> eating other phones to well. try to like build its power? <laughs> Did they get a text and that's what triggered it?
2: Yep. Who sent the text? It was the emergency alert that Matthew sent out. Oh, no. Oh, oh my what God. What was the alert for? Because somebody was trying to steal all the koalas from <laughs> Australia. Oh,
0: oh Keep the- up,
2: Jen. <laughs> it
3: was the koala alert.
1: So they okay, sent gotcha.
2: out a, the the uh, the green alert for, for when koalas are kidnapped so the, they have their specific color yeah
1: you do know that amber alert is not based on the color it's based on the girl the law was named after
2: okay give me the name of a famous koala <laughs> you know what green alert's fine <laughs> isaac is hunting matthew right but so's eddie Eddie's uh, also hunting Matthew? zoologist slash Aquaman-esque figure.
1: Well, he's not mm. Aquaman. He can talk to all animals. He's more like Dr. Doolittle than Aquaman.
2: He's looking for Matthew to thank him <laughs> for all the help he's done for the I mean, that the, makes the sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going through the woods, and he's using some of his koala friends to to, to ask all the animals, like, where Matthew lives.
0: hmm
2: Right. So Matthew is sitting at home in a cabin, and Isaac breaks into the cabin. <gasps> what?
3: To eat him? They go go into a
2: massive fist fight. Right. At the end of the fight, Matthew's on the ground. The Mary Poppins umbrella, he's like reaching for it. Oh, no. And Isaac uses his superhuman powers and he throws it in the air. (gasps) So it travels miles in the air. Unsuspecting, there's a guy walking down the street. (gasps) Oh, Oh, no. no. Is his name Derek? His name's Derek. Oh, no. And the umbrella impales his neck because he was looking up thinking it's a beautiful day. It probably was a beautiful day. So it day. impaled his neck right through it? Yeah. And then the little hook was left on his neck and then oh. it like opened. And oh. And then he leaned back no. and he like fell on it, leaned back. So he's like, looks like a Michael Jackson lean. Oh. Then he died.
1: Oh. Derek, are you okay? Are you okay, Derek? <laughs> oh my God, that's
2: rough. Oh. Okay. Well. So Matthew's cat runs out, <laughs> tells Eddie what's going on, warns him. Yeah, because cats can talk to Eddie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Eddie runs with his koalas and he has a rhinoceros.
3: What? Rhinoceros are pretty cool. I feel cool. like you're making
2: up some of these as you go what?
3: along. No. I mean, he's making all of it up as he goes What do you think I would he was love to see on. this outline.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. He's riding the rhinoceros? It's, yeah.
3: We're going to run next to our
2: rhinoceros? a rhinoceros? <laughs> you know what, Jen? That's fair. Uh, Eddie gets there. And Matthew's gone. Isaac what? has taken him.
0: <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no.
2: And you won't find out till next week what happens.
1: Uh oh. On next week on the Patreonicles. Well, that was boggers as <laughs> <of> shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, time has also
1: come for the Patreon monthly shout outs. Yes.
3: So, thank you so much for being yes, our You, you can, can Get, get it, it level. Yeah. Thank you
1: guys you can. so much. You yeah.
3: can and you did.
1: So, a special thank you to the You Can Get It people, Ash.
3: Yes. Hey, Ash. We love you, Ash.
1: Yeah, she is great. She's a great follow on Twitter, mm-hmm. guys. Check her out. And then we also have MTV.
3: Yes. Hey, MTV. Yeah, how's
1: it going? Thank you guys so much yes. for being super supportive. And then, of course... Karun.
3: Yes. Hey, Karun. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, we love Karun. Thank
1: you so much for putting up with us. Yes. (laughs) And then the wonderful couple Kayla and Aaron. Yes. Pretty sure we read Aaron's review uh, a week or two ago.
3: We're deducing that we may have. Yeah, I think he's Robot
1: 6, but don't quote me on Ah. that. And then, of course, the lovely Veronica.
3: Yes, Veronica. Hey, Veronica. Thank you guys so much. Also a fantastic tw- follower on Twitter. Yes.
1: Follow on Twitter. Follow, yes. So guys, thank you so much for being a part of the You Can Get It level. Seriously, we can't believe that anybody wants to pay us any money to listen to our podcast. <laughs> or listen
3: to us. Yeah, you know?
1: <laughs> so thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Everyone yes. on the Patreon, thank you so much. Yeah. And if you guys want your weekly or monthly shout-out, go to patreon.com slash Yeah. and sign up there, although we may be out of the, monthly, or the weekly shout-out, so yeah. you may have to sign up for that monthly shout-out.
3: And if you do get a monthly shout-out and you want us to shout-out anything in particular, yeah, let us known. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Exactly. This episode also brought to you by Chris. Chris.
3: Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris's shout out is that he just wants to remind everyone that they are loved and that we all care about each other. Yeah. And even when times get hard, that we all care about each other and you're special and people see you and people love you. Yeah. And we love you.
2: We do. Thanks, Chris. You guys. We had to turn the theme music up so loud so you guys could feel the vibrations of it.
3: (laughs) Ooh. I think the theme music's here.
1: (laughs) Jen, this is not Howard Stern Private Parts. <laughs> you know, <I'm>
0: like... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
3: to the Horror Virgin, everyone. <laughs> oh my god. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin
1: Todd, which means I don't like horror movies, but you guys made me watch them. And yes, this we week, do. the listeners made me watch the 2016 Home Invasion Slasher. Hush. So, have
3: you guys seen this movie before? Yes, I watched it a couple of years ago when it came out on Netflix.
1: Have you seen it, Mikey? No, I've not seen it. It was my first time seeing it, too. So, Jen, you'd seen it before you saw it on Netflix?
3: Yeah, I saw it when it came out on Netflix.
1: Awesome. So, that was, I guess, more than a couple of years
3: ago. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: So, what'd you think about when you first saw it?
3: Loved it when I first saw it. And okay. I may have liked it even more tonight. Oh, all yes, right. Yes. I love this movie. Mikey,
1: first thoughts. What'd you think? I really enjoyed hey. it. I never really thought about how terrifying it would be to be in a situation like this mm-hmm. and be deaf until this movie. And I remember, like, 30 seconds in, I was like, oh my God, this would be terrifying. Yeah. So I thought it was really effective. It was very, very scary, but more like. Oh my god, this must be very scary for her, uh-huh. and not super scary for me. But we'll get into it as we talk about it. But yeah. I thought it was great. I thought they did a very, very Yay. good job. Yeah,
3: yeah. This is Mike Flanagan. He's one of my favorite directors. You
2: guys are also best friends. We now. are best yeah, friends. So, we'll mean, talk
3: about that later.
2: I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, I thought it was like really scary for her. Yeah,
3: I
1: was literally on the edge of my seat towards yeah. the end. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's great at what it's trying to do. I don't think it's super scary, but I feel like it's a very, very precarious situation for her to be in and that makes you sort of lean forward in your seat or at least me I'm the kind of person that actually
2: does that yeah. sort of stuff well, I
3: think one thing this movie does really well is I feel like it is very like realistic to what would actually happen in that situation
2: the movies that Jin gets scared of are different than the movies than I get scared of because I would connect more to like a ravenous where like I'm like okay I'm I, if I was this guy being a female and, and deaf in the situation is so vulnerable she even talks about it in
1: the movie that she is smaller not as strong uh-huh. like she is less likely to win in a Fight, right,
2: then, like you would be. Right, well, like know. I'm like a big dude, so like I walk down the street in Some a different way. Well, <laughs> just like in my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dick joke. Ooh. Mm. Take that one to the bank. Oh, when well, I, well, I walk down the street or go places, like I don't have the same experience as someone who's like smaller or f- female. Like I'm not like a stereotypical target. Someone sure. Have you ever been someone. walking
1: behind a girl who noticed that you were walking behind her, so she speeds up? Yeah, in college, one ran away, and yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not chasing you. I know, I bet I understand that reaction, especially if it's late at night. Like I've had that happen to me too.
2: I mean, I'm not a very big dude, lady. I see why Jen loves this movie. I saw more like a suspense film, but like it I do I didn't like yeah. connect with the character and way situa- because I like live such a different experience. Yeah, well, and
3: so I think the purpose of movies like this is to try to make people who. Maybe would not connect with this character Start maybe being able to empathize with characters So when you're walking down the street You see that you're walking behind a woman And before she gets nervous You just take a couple of steps back You know So the purpose of this is to try to make it easier To empathize with people who have different experiences
2: Which I thought it did a really good job of
1: And honestly since that happened to me Where I was walking behind somebody And she started to walk faster Uh I've honestly just started to walk slower in that situation Right and that's the right thing to do I'm
2: walking slower than they're walking Right. I had a different approach. I started looking dumber and dumber. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) They, like, turn around. They're like, oh, that guy's an idiot.
1: I'm not sure that that would make anyone feel more comfortable. I think I would probably start running at that point. And I'm
2: dressed in clown makeup?
1: I don't know. (laughs) And I'm dressed a lot like Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker.
2: Joaquin.
1: That's how you say it.
2: Joaquin. (laughs) No, but I
1: really, I I liked the movie. <laughs> hey on that note let's get into this fucking movie yeah
3: now. we start with an overhead shot of trees and then we see a lovely house in the woods
1: this is the definition of a single location movie
3: oh yeah it actually is a single location yeah
1: but it, it's used to great effect
3: yes this is single location done right and I've got some fun facts that's about that's a good way of saying it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay so we see our single location house and then we see some clo- like really close up cooking shots with a lot of the sound of the cooking that a really choppy chop. wait yeah. where's
2: the Location
3: In the pants. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hanging around you guys too long. And honestly, Jen,
1: you're welcome.
3: <laughs> I apologize, listeners. So, Maddie is our main character, and she's looking at a recipe online, and she's cooking. And I, yes. the, the sound design of this movie is great, and I think right away we see lots of the really close-up cooking sounds that I really thought was were interesting. It's
1: good credits. Because stuff's, stuff's happening having, during the yeah. credits. I yeah. love that. That's the way to do credits. But yeah. Yeah, so she's cooking lamb chops. Uh-huh. And she's she- cutting up onions, crushing mm-hmm. some garlic. Some doing a right. gravy-esque thing.
3: Yeah. It looks like a pretty elaborate meal. I
1: don't
2: cook a lot by myself because of things like this.
1: So wait. You're afraid that someone's going to do a home invasion on you
2: if you cook by yourself? No. You're going to spend two hours cooking a meal. You're going to burn <laughs> it. Still be hungry. Waste $50. And, and then, then get murdered. And then
1: someone's going to murder your friend and try and kill you.
2: Well, it
3: murders your wallet, Todd. No. <laughs> now, Mikey, of the three of us, I think oh, you God. are probably the most likely to burn in the lamb chops. True. Just because you forgot they were And the also survive a
1: home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. I, I, I know, man. And as soon as this movie starts, I was like, I would boil oil in the pot and then throw it on him. You did have great survival techniques <laughs> mm-hmm. in this movie. I'll give you that.
3: Now a- she's getting a message from her neighbor whose name is Sarah. Yes.
1: An instant message. It's
3: not an instant message. It's, an it's an a message.
1: text message. Mm-hmm. It's an iMessage. Yeah, on her computer.
3: Yeah, and her right. battery is low. And we see that she's got Stephen King on the shelf. Hooray! She does. She's an author. She is an so author, she's yes.
1: She's obviously studying how to write a mm-hmm. good book
3: and she's smart so she's got good taste
1: she's like, well, I'll say that yeah she does have good taste but she like Stephen King struggles, struggles with, with endings ending. yes!
3: Yes! Yes! yes, yes,
1: hell yeah <laughs> Jen is so
3: mad at us right now I
0: mean she didn't struggle with the endings she was just trying
3: to think of it it's Mr. Mercedes. Oh, that's my favorite Stephen wow. King book. Because <laughs> it has a good ending. What <laughs> is happening right now? Why do people read books? So now her neighbor Sarah is coming over, and we see she puts her phone in her back pocket. I do that too. Back yeah.
1: pocket—that's where your phone belongs.
3: Exactly. Not
1: me. I don't put it there. Because you,
0: because <laughs> I'm a lady. i Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, wow. neighbor's coming over. She's bringing Maddie's book back, the book that Maddie wrote because she's an
1: right. author. What a
2: not-a-cool friend, like, not even buy her book. She's like, can I borrow one of the books that you bought?
1: Well, I, I honestly think Maddie just let Sarah have it. Like, right. borrow it, maybe. Well, that,
2: that explains why she's genuinely surprised that it was good. Because, like, if your friend's like, I wrote a book, you're like... <laughs> Okay, I mean that's fair. When you told your friends you guys were on
1: a podcast, it's basically yeah, like I know what that, right? i say. So they were like, "Oh, sure." Uh, the, the, yeah, then the uh, is, sure. "What's the podcast. name of it?" And you're like,
0: "It's the Harvard."
3: <laughs> All right, but so we also see Sarah talking to Maddie in sign language. So now we're for sure that she is deaf.
1: Yes. And mute. The because, sound design does a good job of sort of setting that up, but uh-huh. this does confirm it, yes.
3: And she's also establishing that she can read lips because yes. she tells the neighbor, uh, yeah. you don't have to sign, but it's really sweet the friend wants to. And, yeah, she's, and she's been like, taking, taking classes. classes. Yeah, yeah, her her, and boyfriend. her boyfriend, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Who it's, we meet later. We do. Yeah.
3: But she's saying she loved the book and she's asking how she comes up with the ending. We're probably going to say quite a bit that Maddie is saying something. Yeah. But she's either signing or she's typing yeah. or something. Internal but, and,
0: dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. And I think that speaks to the quality of the acting that she has. Oh, I think the
1: actress who plays Maddie is great. Oh, yeah. She's amazing in this role. And she does have some internal dialogue moments where you actually do hear her voice. Right. So it's not like it's unreasonable that you'd be hearing her say things, because she actually does say things. Right. Which is well,
2: establishing the scene, because they're asking, it, yes. how do you come up with the yeah. endings? And she's like, I have an internal voice that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And her friend's like, well, what does that sound like, since you lost your hearing? And I was just like, kind of a tacky question.
1: I think she actually asks her, does it sound like a kid? Because you she lost her. hearing at third Yeah. yeah. And And then she's like, like, no,
2: it sounds like my mom. Yeah.
3: Right. Which is sad. Her
1: mom sounds hot. Mikey was into Maddie. I'm just going to say that.
3: Yeah, I think you got to type. But so she's also saying like she comes up with a lot of endings and it's hard to make the voices go quiet. I get that. Inside her head. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dude, me too. Yeah. And so then the smoke alarm goes off and it's super loud. And the lambs are burned and they go inside. It and has a strobe light on it, too. Yeah, yes. It has a strobe light, too.
1: Well, it does because she is deaf and she can't hear it. So it has to be right. so loud that she feels the vibrations. And mm-hmm. the light, of course, wakes her up, too. So, So exactly. like, it's a double threat kind of a fire alarm thing.
3: <laughs> well, and as she's turning it off, she takes it off the wall and she leaves it on the counter. Yeah. And so her dinner is burned. Her poor little lambs died for nothing. <laughs>
1: oh, God. didn't even get to
3: be eating. here's what i
1: don't think is realistic when it cuts back to them talking on the porch uh-huh. they're not both eating pizza right,
3: exactly like, what are burn, they gonna eat i know
0: mm-hmm. if you burn your
1: food you're gonna order pizza that's right. like the go-to well, i just burn the, the woods, shit out of my Tommy. food
3: the cops could come yeah pizza can come yeah well what they're doing is they're waiting for the cat yes
1: who they're, ran gonna away. they're gonna eat the cat no they're not gonna no. eat the cat <laughs>
3: Not gonna eat the anything. cat whose name we find out later actually is bitch. I know. Which that bitch. is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so now the neighbor is leaving. And mm-hmm. Maddie
1: goes into the kitchen, starts to clean up.
3: Yeah. And she walks home. Leading us to believe that Sarah she lives next
2: home. door. She, they, yes. they live pretty close next
1: door. And honestly, we we know that because when she was texting, she it, her name is Sarah next door. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Sarah and boyfriend next door. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, speaking of texting, she gets a text from Craig. Oh saying, yeah. Thought of you today, and she deletes and then has a Mikey style I, fear I, I, of commitment I connect with
2: orgasm. Craig more than anyone else in this film. <laughs>
3: I figured you'd connect Connect with Maddie Maddie.
1: because you're the one that does not return the text. Right. Not lately. Mikey not having luck with the ladies. (laughs) That was a song I wrote just for you.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. At least someone's putting an effort into this.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: I don't think that was an indictment of you. I think that was an indictment of all the ladies he's been reaching out to. Oh,
3: yeah. Well, maybe they just get off on deleting texts.
0: All right, so
3: now we see the back of the book, and we find out that she got meningitis when she was 13, and that's how she lost the ability to speak and hear.
2: That's serious.
3: Yeah. She now sits down and starts writing, and this is when we start hearing voices inside her head.
1: Yeah, the voices she was talking about.
3: Right, and she's going through scenarios, and I loved hearing all of these. Because, like, as somebody who writes from time to time, she's got some writing imposter syndrome. And one of the voices is saying, wrap the whole book up and find another career. I
1: wrote
0: that down because I was like,
1: I did like that. I mean, I think everyone deals with imposter syndrome at some point. You get to a level in your career or whatever, and you're like, oh, shit, I have some responsibility. Mm -hmm. Some people look up to me and i don't fucking know what i'm doing exactly the best thing to do in that situation is just realize that no one knows what the fuck they're doing and they're just doing the best they can all the time and then right. move on with your life
3: yeah and when people tell you that you're doing a good job listen to them yeah you yeah. know okay so she's hearing the voices in her head craig keeps calling and she keeps hanging up because it just no feels so she
0: good. called craig no she did she called
2: him twice let it ring twice both so times. He got two missed calls from her. Yeah. Oh.
0: I honestly,
2: I thought this whole movie, Craig was going to
1: show up because he thought this was a potential booty call. Mm.
3: And I love that he didn't. I love that he didn't
1: save the day either. Spoiler alert.
3: Yeah. Because what we find out is it's been almost a year.
1: What we find out is Craig has good boundaries.
3: Yeah. I mean Exactly.
1: If she mm-hmm. calls him twice, I think it's fair to call back. Yep. Because- twice. He called
2: back twice. Sure. Well, we don't know because the Wi-Fi goes down. Yeah.
1: He, he called back once. And I think <laughs> no, it was twice. Well, whatever. He called back. She didn't answer, and he didn't call again.
3: I also like that we didn't go too much into the Craig backstory. Too. Me too. You know, because I don't think we need it for this story. We don't. Yeah. 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 All right. So she gets up and she starts throwing food away. And this is and she's kind of got her back to the window, which it's night, and like she's got a billion windows all around her house, which I personally like, but it's very not anymore. it's very
1: open though. It is
3: very open. Of course, she lives in the middle of the woods, so it's not like she's got a direct eye line to neighbors' houses, but. She does have a direct eye line to murderous mask men. Right because now Sarah is coming we just see her running up and she's got some blood on her face and she's banging on the door or the window saying help me help me and of course Maddie doesn't hear any of it. Right. Which I imagine would just be heartbreaking if you were Sarah you know you're so close to someone helping you and they just don't realize that you're there.
2: I mean I would be throwing my shoulders into that door because she just bangs on the glass with her hand. Right. So I
3: thought that too and I was like why is she
1: not breaking this glass it'd be so easy to break this glass Yeah. and then later in the movie I feel like it answers that question yeah. because he's smashing it with the crowbar. Right. Or the tire iron or whatever it was. A tire iron, and yeah. it just doesn't break. Even he with that can't get through. Right. So I think she had like
2: bulletproof glass on her house.
3: Which I would do if I had that many windows. And in if the I, I was book
2: rich, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If you're gonna like be that security mindful, you think you would own a gun. Nope. No, because then you're more likely to die by a gun. I mean, you're more likely to kill yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. You're more likely (laughs) to
3: die by a gun. And if you're a woman, you're more likely to, even if it's your own gun.
1: You're more likely to get killed by your partner.
3: Right. I love that there are no guns in this movie, though. But I understand why
1: he doesn't use one, because that would alert people that he was there killing people. Right. So he... Is using a crossbow to be quiet.
3: Right. It and makes that, sense. So, neighbor is banging outside on the door and she's asking for help. And then we see a man with a white mask come up behind her. I think first we see her get shot with an arrow. Yes.
1: Because we do. she's just banging the on the shoulder. door at first. And then you see an arrow go through her. Yeah. Not through her, but into her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then you see this dude with the creepy white mask sort of orb up behind her mm-hmm. and then stab her multiple times.
3: A lot of times. Yeah. yeah. It's real. In the stomach.
1: Graphic. Yep. And that's. Yeah sets
3: up the level of graphicness we're going to get in this movie.
1: You know, it's graphic, but it's not super bad until later in the movie, and then it gets mm. real bad.
3: After he has killed Sarah, he sees her through the window, and he taps on the glass, and she doesn't respond. And so this is right. when I think that he's realizing that she might well, be hearing Well, then he, banged, he
2: knocks after he taps. Right. He, he tests it out. And
1: this is when I said, oh, he has no idea who she is. Right. right. So uh, it led me to believe that he didn't know who Sarah was either. Mm-hmm. He's just... Killing people at random.
3: Right. Which I liked. I liked that they set
1: up that he is new to the situation, doesn't really know what's going on.
3: Mm hmm. And it's that he's sort of, kind of fascinated by yeah, it. Yeah, it's you sort know? of
1: lucked out that this neighbor woman who Sarah ran to has no idea what's going on yet.
3: Right. It kind of seems to him like, oh, this is a new challenge. Yes. You know? Do
1: you not think that she's at a significant disadvantage because she can't hear him? Oh, she absolutely. absolutely is. Is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking, too. So
3: now Craig is calling again, and she ignores it, and she sits down to write again. And we start to hear more of this like negative interjects about her writing. Yeah, the internal monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And some of it she's actually even writing out on the I love. That. Yeah,
1: it's a common thing you do when you have writer's block is you just write, 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 whatever comes to your head. Yeah. And at some point she's writing la, 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 and it's mm-hmm. just like stupid shit, right?
3: So then he opens the sliding door. Oh, and yeah. walks up right behind her. And the first time I watched this, I was like, "Fuck, he's gonna kill her right now." Where is this movie gonna go? It was super.
1: Cr- I mean, he could have killed her right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. And
3: one of the things I love about this movie is it's not like it is a cat and mouse game, but it escalates, you yes. know. And there's a lot going on rather than him just hiding outside the whole time. And it moves
2: at a fast pace. Like, it this really is only does. Like ten minutes in the movie. No, I know. Exactly. So I'm, I'm kind of like, Jen. I'm like, where is this going? So I thought it was like maybe not a single location because. He's already inside the house.
3: Exactly. It was like, well, shit, she's dead now. What are we going to do? Because now her sister calls. And oh, it's her sister. It's her sister. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the times where I think she actually has an advantage because she has to use FaceTime. And so she pulls up the call And he has to back up Or the sister would see him Yeah You know Whereas like another person Might just call on the phone Yeah You know
1: Although her sister I think does see him
3: Yeah I think so too I don't think she sees Clearly enough Like she doesn't see him Standing right behind her I think
1: it's when he's Grabbing her phone I think it is too
3: Okay so the sister has called She's saying she's stuck On the ending of her novel And she's got like Seven different endings And she can't decide And so the sister is asking About Craig And that's when she finds out We find out it's been about a year since they broke up right and she also says she signed up for a dating service for deaf people and there's only like five in her area and yeah. she has no
1: interest in that They're not
3: into it yeah yeah and the sister is worried and she's saying um that she's in isolation and she's like no that this should happen to yeah, me yeah i didn't
2: quite understand that so okay so explain it now do a fun fact
3: she well this is a little bit of a fun fact early so she is what is called latent deaf which means someone who's not born deaf Someone okay. who has the ability to hear And then loses it right? And that can lead to a greater sense of isolation Because you still remember being able To communicate with people And now you don't have that ability anymore
1: Why does did, why did she physically isolate herself?
3: I don't know exactly why she would go to the woods But I imagine if you feel isolated Because Craig and, cheated on her Because if you're not around people You don't realize how isolated you are Fair enough, You that know, makes like sense. out of sight, out of mind yeah. Now I don't know if that's the reason but she did say she didn't want to be in the big city. And I guess if you're constantly running into people that you can't communicate with every day, that would be hard on you, Yeah, you know? But so this is when we see him take her phone off the counter and the sister says she saw something and then Maddie says probably the cat. So speaking of cats... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is when she's shaking the cat dish. Yeah, the cat food. To yeah. try to find yeah. bitch who's run off. And I like this because th- she walks around the house and we kind of s- get a sense of the layout of the house. Right. You know? And this is
1: when Mikey was like, I like this house. Oh, she I do is a too. very good decorator. Yeah. She crushes it. It's
3: uh, Honestly, it's
1: awesome. I love it. Yeah,
3: I do too. If I didn't think there were a murderer living in the woods, I would want to move into this house. Oh yeah.
1: I would never live in the woods, but only because I'm scared of this exact thing happening. Yeah. But yeah, this house is beautiful.
3: And she gets her laptop back out to write, and then she gets a picture message, and this part creeped me out. Yeah, because she gets a picture message from herself. Yeah, and this is super creepy, because she looks over, and this is when she notices that the sliding door is open. Yeah. And she's like, well, fuck, I know somebody's out there, and they have my phone. Or somebody's in
1: here. Yeah, Right. Because they were following her through the house, taking those pictures. Yeah, yeah,
3: we can see from the angle that the person was inside the house. Oh,
1: God. I do not like it.
3: Yep, so she turns around, and she sees that the sliding last door is open and that is the direction that the last picture was taken yeah. and so she slowly gets up and she walks over to the door and I love this and it reminded me of Silence of the Lambs the first time we see Hannibal Lecter because he's just standing in the door but it's not until she walks over until we actually see him and then he's just standing there staring at her and it's, and it's so not played
1: for a jump scare No, it's like slow and sinister man mm-hmm. it's very creepy and I thought
2: he wouldn't reveal himself like if he's going to mess with her he wouldn't reveal himself at first but no, no he just revealed Himself right now, yeah, right. Not just sending photos and running off and like playing with her, you right.
3: Know? And if you've seen The Strangers, there's a lot of that in The Strangers, right. and I appreciate that this movie takes a different direction,
1: yeah. It's very ready or not in that sense, although mm-hmm. I think Ready or Not has a bigger wind up, yeah. But once it gets started, it is balls to the wall until the very, very end when they sit down on their patio and one house is either yep. on fire. And the cops show up.
0: Yeah.
3: All right. And so we see him standing outside, and he's got a crossbow in his hand. Yeah. And so she runs to slam the door... And she makes it, and he just kind of starts calmly walking around to each door, which is really unsettling, too, because she's panicked, and he just seems like he's
2: totally in control. I really like the mask. It's really creepy. It is very Um, creepy.
3: Fun fact, it is related to um, Before I Wake, which is another Mike Flanagan film, and he puts Uh lots of Easter eggs into his films that connect to other ones that he's directed.
1: She's running around to all these doors, and he's just walking from door to door, right? and then she locks all of them so she's not safe. but outside, she's inside.
3: And she tries to call 911, but she can't connect using FaceTime, and then her power goes out.
1: The reason she can't connect to the emergency is because the Wi-Fi goes out when her, the power goes out. Yeah,
2: so then she tries to connect to Sarah's Wi-Fi, and her oh. house must have been closed because she had four bars. Anyway, lesson learned, always steal your neighbor's Wi-Fi password.
1: Absolutely. Listen, if I go to your house twice, the second time I walk in your door, I'm asking for your Wi-Fi password.
3: But he does something to the phone to, like, cut that Wi-Fi out, No, nope. doesn't he,
1: he? He looks at her phone mm. to see that she doesn't have the Password to it Yeah
3: Oh Okay yeah, So I he see. knows
1: She can't connect
3: Okay So he walks up And he's just staring At her from outside The window And it is so creepy How blatant he is And he really wants Her to see him Yeah Because he takes The knife with Neighbors blood on it And just scrapes it Across the window I hate that noise And then goes out And slashes all of her tires While she's watching
1: All four of them Yeah Yeah One's enough <laughs> This
3: guy has a thing Against tires
2: He hates tires we'll come I back hate rubber
3: Alright And so now She's riding on the window and i really liked this part too especially because it's fucking 20 minutes in so she writes something we don't see what it is yet but then she backs up and she shines the flashlight through it which is genius yeah because she wants him to see it exactly and so what she writes is won't tell didn't see face boyfriend coming home but
1: the way it's revealed is i hate this and Flanagan does a great job here because you sort of lean in trying to see what it's saying. Uh-huh. And the focus isn't on it, so you can't really read it. Where the focus is is where his face pops into view. Uh-huh. And, and that it scared the yeah. shit out it of me. It did scare you. That might be the biggest, yeah, that the, the biggest jump scare. It is the biggest jump scare. And I honestly, this whole thing is like nightmare fuel for me. Yeah. <laughs> because it is built for jump scares. And I really like that they don't do a lot
2: of those jump scares. Uh,
3: because then it's effective when they do. It, it is. It kind of subverts mm-hmm. it
2: because like, like, he, he does not hide himself at all. He's just messing with her to make her scared. Mm -hmm. Which I like
1: because it again could have scared the shit out of me and made it like the nun. That right, was really just a- unbearable and a bad, bad movie. Mm-hmm. This was a very watchable, scary
2: movie.
3: Yeah, because I think there's a good mix of tension and uh, the occasional jump scare yes. that's effective because it's not overused. Right now,
2: my big problem at this part is I would not be able to write this message backwards, <laughs> and so I would write it normally, and then yeah. he'd be like, "What are you talking about?" And I'd I can't be like, read any of this.
3: You don't like let him in so he could see yeah, from yeah, the like, inside. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: like, Let's trade places, just, guys. Hold yeah, on. on, just bear with me. You go in that door. All going this because yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a right.
2: long message to write backwards it is I yeah. would just be like oh fuck
3: <laughs> <laughs> she's a writer though but the next thing that happens is amazing and part of what makes me really love this movie because he just stares at her and then he just slowly takes his mask yeah. off
1: He's, he's just like, like, listen, you're not going to get out of this alive, exactly. so I don't care if I show you my face.
3: Right. Just letting her know. And somebody posted that this was their favorite moment on the socials. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it's just that. like really that moment of, yeah, no, I want to kill you. Yeah. But yeah, it just creeps me out because he's so, like, he's just staring him down the whole time. And then we see who it is, and it's John Gallagher Jr.
2: Yeah. <gasps> I love he's him. I
3: do, too. He's on the newsroom, and I love him. The
2: newsroom is so great.
3: He's also in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Have oh, also so
2: great. The John commissioned one in Academy. Oh. We'll, we'll have to watch that for the for the podcast.
3: Yeah, it's good. So. He takes his mask off and then he says, "Can you read lips too?" Yeah,
1: and she's sort of paralyzed, mm-hmm. although she does sort of respond. Yeah, yeah,
3: because she just wrote, "Boyfriend is coming home," and then this was really chilling too. He starts repeating back what the sister said, like, "I don't like you living alone."
2: It's been a year; you need to get back out there, right?
3: Exactly. Um, and it's just so creepy. He says, "I can come in anytime I want, but I won't until it's time when you wish you were dead, and that's when I'm going to come inside."
2: He's very arrogant because I don't. I don't tell my siblings about anybody I'm hooking up with. And, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna explain my hookups coming over. I'm just gonna say my girlfriend's coming over. I mean, like, she could tell her sister she's not dating anyone and have like a guy coming over to like, you know, Netflix and chill or like just chill, you know what I'm saying? But then, like, you might not tell your family about it. But then if you're going to write it to a serial killer, you're going to say boyfriend, because who has time to explain? I'm having a guy I'm hooking up with, but we're not serious. You know what I'm saying?
3: Well, she's just saying that a boyfriend is coming <laughs> home so that he'll know that somebody else is coming.
2: Well, someone could be coming. It just might not be a boyfriend. Like, hey, my hookup's coming. But you wouldn't write my hookup's coming. Right. You're like, my
1: two-night stand's on his way. Right, right. You right. wouldn't say that. You yeah. would
2: say boyfriend, because, you know, the implication.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, you don't feel the need to define your relationship to a serial killer, is that I what you're
2: saying? that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or Mikey, correctly define it, <laughs> right? right. You know what yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, Mikey we, doesn't
3: like labels. We're okay. still
2: the, like we're like friends. With my friend with benefits is coming over. Yeah,
3: this oh is not God. the time for the DTR talk. <laughs> right? Okay.
2: <laughs> like I'd show up and it would say boyfriend written in blood mm-hmm. on the mirror. I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <They'd be> like- <laughs>
0: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) This will
1: come as no surprise, but Mikey is single, ladies. (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: All right, so he's saying, and then we can have some fun, and I'm going to enjoy it. And this is when I got really creeped out by him.
0: He's Um, super creepy. Yeah, he does a great job. He's a great actor.
3: I think both the main, everyone
1: in this movie does a great job, but I think both the main leads are great yeah especially
3: given what this movie is because it's so much physical acting it is i mean a lot of it
1: is not dialogue a lot of it is just like looks and Mm -hmm. glances and it's really good
3: yeah and so she turns the flashlight off and she goes into the kitchen and this is when todd says i don't like this it's gonna be scary (laughs) yes
1: because you realize that she's deaf and she can't hear so you gotta fight this thing like you fight a shark Where you get a big ass knife and back yourself into a corner and wait Mm -hmm. for it to come at you and then stab it the beach style. And then eat shark on the beach.
3: Yeah, well, and that's partly what she does.
1: It's
2: just like that. (laughs) It's just like the beach, Mikey. See, I would fight him a different way. Like, I would throw an oxygen tank in his mouth.
3: Oh, yeah, and then say, smile, you son of a bitch. All right. Um, (gasps) But so she gets a knife to kill her shark in the water. But she also gets a hammer. So she goes into her bedroom. She's got her hammer and her knife. And she pushes a chest in front of the door and she just sits there right next to her gigantic window. Yeah, it's actually not huge. It's like
1: a regular size window. But still, like, if you're deaf, that's sort of what you do. You barricade the only other door Mm -hmm. and then stand next to or sit next to the only other place you could come in.
3: Right. Exactly. And then we see a shadow move, but real (sighs) subtly. Yeah, it's not a jump
1: scare, which I appreciate, Mm -hmm. but it's super
3: creepy. And then we start hearing knocking on the window right next to her and it's real soft at first and she doesn't hear it until Till it starts to get harder. And then we notice it's not him knocking. No. It's the hand of her dead friend Sarah knocking that he's like making knock on the door. And she turns around and she sees that. And then his face just comes up behind her and it's so creepy. It's very
1: creepy. And right. honestly, like the level of commitment to just freaking her out is way above what anyone's commitment should be. Right. I'm not, not ca- that No, we know. He had to carry that body around behind the house just for this one scare. I laughed
2: a little bit because that's
1: like too over
2: the top. It's over the top, right? He's got to be holding her by the neck and then supporting her with his body and then like banging the wall with the other hand. All I'm
1: saying is the logistics of this is ridiculous.
3: But it does two things. It establishes, one, I have killed her. I can kill you. This is not like it raises the stakes. I guess she didn't
1: know that Sarah was dead
3: yet. Well, and because that's the other thing. The person you probably would try to call for help is already dead. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, she doesn't know Sarah's dead. Right. That makes Mm -hmm. more sense. Yeah It also establishes That he's like Really taking delight in fucking with people yeah. Right He's a good villain
3: Oh he's yeah He's a bad dude Yeah yeah. yeah especially for like he's like a smaller guy and he's always playing these like real sensitive characters such a size queen so well no I mean he mentions it later in the movie it does his size comes like up it. in the movie You're it right. does yeah what I'm saying is like this is not if I looked at actors this is not the person I would pick out to play like a psycho killer no if you but were walking down awesome. the street
1: you would not assume that that dude was the psycho killer I, I would be exactly.
2: snake tattoo well
3: that's, that's true
1: fair. yeah okay
0: <laughs>
3: so she as she notices that her friend is dead she drops the hammer and backs up and she backs into the hallway and she starts crying and one of the things I think is really effective is she's crying
2: silently yeah one thing this movie does have a problem with is that people drop weapons too easily in this movie
1: and when she dropped the hammer I was like that's ridiculous you hold on to both the knife because she still had the knife in her
2: hand she did and the hammer well even the killer drops the knife like four times that is the, the movie has dropping problems
3: I don't know the dropping doesn't necessarily bother me what bothers me in this moment is she drops the hammer and then doesn't pick it back up
2: Right, but you know. that oh, okay. plays yeah.
1: into her advantage later, which it we'll does. talk about. does, yeah, 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 So, so she... it's a convenient plot drop mm-hmm. of the hammer, yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's why she did it.
1: Well, I mean, and he mm-hmm. drops the knife for plot he purposes does. later on, so it is yeah. what it is.
3: We're right. right. on to you, Michael Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Flanagan,
2: people hold on to things. Come at me, bro! Yeah, we're going to hold on to this grudge better than your character's hold on to weapons.
3: <laughs> you get that, like, Willie Mays, haze, like, um, yes, blue exactly. on your hands? Exactly. So now she's outside, and then she remembers that her friend Sarah's phone is in her back pocket.
1: Her friend Sarah's phone is in Sarah's back Sarah's pocket. Sarah's back pocket, yeah. yes, yes. Which is important.
3: It is, yeah. But And so then she goes over to her purse, and she pulls out her car keys. And I it took me a minute to figure out what she was doing, but she's trying to turn the, the alarm on her car off.
1: Right, but she can't turn it on from inside the house. Exactly, So she yeah. has to open the door and then hold the key fob up and press mm-hmm. the button and then, it, then the alarm turns on.
3: But it's so risky to like open the door, especially yeah. at this point to yes. do it. But I love that she did that. And the thing is, like, she can't
1: know where he is because right. she can't see him. Mm-hmm. So even if he's making noise in the back window still, she has no idea.
3: And so now we figure out what her plan was, because I thought for a minute she was just going to try to run away in the opposite direction. But she goes and gets like leans out the window to where her friend is just laying on the air conditioner and she tries to reach in her back pocket and pull her phone out. Yeah. And she can't get to it. And he figures out what's going on and he runs up and she slams the window down on his fingers and he's trying to like push it up. And she. so it's like a struggle with the window. Yeah. Right. And there's no
1: way he would have been able to lift it like that with all of her body weight on it. Like yeah. he's just not that right, strong. Especially with his
2: hand face down. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Right. But he does and she backs off the window so he gets it further up. And then she grabs that conveniently dropped plot hammer uh-huh. and then plants the plot hammer right in his forearm. Yeah,
3: claw end out, yeah. too. Yeah. It was awesome. And so then he power move cuts a bandage off of the neighbor's shirt. Which yeah. Which is real sad. Well, he's not going to cut his own shirt. Exactly. If she doesn't need it. She's dead. And so now he power move holds up the neighbor's phone. Showing her that I know what your plan is and
1: yeah. fuck you. He's like, I've got the phone. You're yeah. not going to get this phone.
3: And we thought he was going to like stab the phone through her head. Well, yeah, or something. because he puts it on
1: her back.
3: What he does do is take her earring off and put it in his pocket. Yes, he's as he's starting to
1: collect trophies, trophies, yes, which we'll see him do a little bit later as well. We
3: will. Yeah, yeah. I love this part because she like he's trying to really intimidate her, and she just turns away and walks out of the yeah. room. And he gets really mad. He
1: does because she's like taking the power away from him on some level. Exactly, yeah. Although I'm sure she's terrified but she's just like, fuck it, I'm walking away.
3: Exactly. I can't do anything more about this in this moment and I'm not going to let him terrorize me anymore. Yeah, yeah. So um, now she's back in the house and she's next to the sliding glass door and he comes right up to it so they're kind of on either side of this and it's very tense because he's trying to see her and she's trying to hide from him. Then she opens the door of the other side of the house that she's on and she goes out on the porch and she sees him walking around the house and she hides Underneath the porch.
1: Yes, I thought this was so risky because she Mm -hmm. has no idea how much sound she's making, and or where he is
3: right because she can't hear Shit, but one man, thing i tense. think that is really interesting is when he starts walking around she puts her hand up on top of the wood yeah when and- he starts
1: when he starts walking on the deck
3: yeah or the patio or
1: yeah, whatever she's that holding is. the
2: bottom of the deck and
3: yeah. she's feeling the vibrations and you can see her even closing her eyes and trying yeah. to just kind of feel where he's going and then she realizes that he's right on top of her
2: i wanted
1: her so badly to stab him through the foot it would have been awesome
3: well i was afraid he was going to stab her through the head or
1: like down yeah oh shit that would have been pretty cool either way yeah
3: well so she takes off running and he crossbows right past her and it hits the tree like right next to her head Yeah. and so she turns around and we thought she was gonna just rush him real quick yeah because this is when we noticed that it takes him like maybe 30 seconds to reload i mean it's a crossbow
1: they're not super easy to reload
3: right well we'll see that later too (laughs) yeah Um, she struggles she, but no, she's just running back inside the door, which I mean, fair, that probably is what I would do. Yeah, get your ass back in that house. Mm-hmm, but he shoots and hits the door frame just as she goes inside.
1: Yeah, and at this point, we have no idea that this glass is bulletproof. So I was right. like, it's a good thing he hit the doorframe and not that window, because she'd be dead.
3: Exactly, yeah, yeah. And so he comes up and he starts tapping on the glass with the arrow. And now she goes upstairs. Yeah. And Mikey had had a problem she hadn't gone upstairs the whole time. But she finally gets there. Now she kind of has a little bit more of a bird's eye view and she's walking, she's seeing what's going on. So she opens the window and she climbs out. Yeah, this is when
1: she gets on the roof and we were like, why is she getting on the roof?
3: Right, and it's a slanted (laughs) roof too. Yeah. So, but what she does is she gets out onto the roof and she goes to the edge and she throws the flashlight into the woods. Right, which gets his
1: attention and he starts Mm -hmm. to beeline it to the flashlight. Yeah,
3: but because she's on a slanted roof, she can't just take off running so it takes her a while and she's having to like walk on the gutter and She's about to start climbing down the trellis, and she gets crossbow shot in the leg. Right in the the leg. Yes. And this is one of the other times we're going to see her, like, screaming silently. And she just, it's so, the acting is amazing. Yeah, she does a
1: great job. It Mm -hmm. hits her right in the
3: meat. Oh, yeah. And so she's looking down, and he's reloaded, and he comes back and almost shoots her in the head, but she, like, matrixes out of the way. She does,
1: like, this is
2: when we learned she was real flexible. Let me set up this this visual for y'all. She's on top of the roof. There's, like, a trestle. I think Mm -hmm. the word you're looking for is truss. I'm worried about you. I am too. The uh-huh. amount of words you forget are amazing because I learn new ones every day. Nice. Only my, my mind palace can only hold fifty seven words. words. Yeah. Fifty <laughs> words is my
3: limit. <laughs>
2: Why use many words when few do? Yeah. Yes. yes, y'all just love this shit of me when I get the wrong. I'm gonna turn <laughs> this back around on y'all when y'all mispronounce things. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right, do it. Coward
2: <laughs> <laughs> But like backwards I'm like I don't know What the fuck You're talking about I'm gonna about. just turn
3: My screen around going <laughs> just gonna say Do a coward On my laptop
2: Her, her outline is only that <laughs> Right Just waiting
3: For my opportunity
2: So she climbs back up He's cl- he's climbing up The trestle The trellis <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's, He's climbing up With like the, the crossbow
3: mm-hmm.
2: And then Yeah he's... after he shoots At her Right yeah. He climbs
1: up And she has the arrow That's stuck, in her, le- her stuck like, in her Leg
2: She peeks over And then does like A matrix move To dodge it She's flexible.
1: Yeah. Well, she's and, then, awesome. and then he starts to try and climb up the trellis. Mm-hmm. Trellis. Is the word, right? But and she's then she,
3: ready.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, mm-hmm. here's the deal. She should have pulled that arrow out of her leg and then stabbed him in the yes. fucking eye socket when he poked yeah. his little so head She's already up pulled the
2: arrow out at this point.
1: I know. She had yeah. it. And she was holding it
2: back like I thought she was going to do that. Yeah.
3: Well, what she does, though, is she pushes him off and she grabs the crossbow. Yeah. She, like, punches him right when he puts the
1: crossbow right. on the and roof. he
2: falls on the ground. I would have jumped off WWF style.
1: From the top rope. Right. with. with
2: the arrow absolutely. And come all the way down mm. on him.
1: It would have been a fatality from Mortal Kombat <laughs> from <laughs> the top
3: rope. Yeah, absolutely. But now she has a crossbow. Yeah,
1: she does. Also, yes. pause. What are you, Zach Morris? Uh, yeah, I
2: am. I need, to talk I, about, refuse. <laughs> I need to talk about how he's wearing a sweatshirt hoodie and then also a sweatshirt vest over his sweatshirt hoodie, and that bothers me.
1: I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just too many. That's just too much. So now it becomes a race back to the window yeah. because she has the crossbow and but she's she running can't across.
3: she reload it. Yeah. Well, she's
1: not even trying to reload right. it yet. She's just trying to get back in the house. Mm-hmm. So she, like, eases across the gutter, yeah. jumps in the window as he's climbing and does the same thing, mm-hmm. and he just barely misses her, as she closes the window. And it's like a, like an old school uh, car Like crank a crank window? window. Yeah. 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 So she, it's like... charming. Sure. So she cranks it closed, and mm-hmm. he is just pissed on the roof, I guess. Right,
3: because she's pointing the crossbow at him, but I mean, he it's his crossbow. He can probably see that it's not loaded. And if it was, she would probably just shoot him in the face. Well, I so, mean, we
1: know that the glass is bulletproof. Exactly. Are, yeah.
3: But so he walks away because I think it's kind of a stalemate. So now she goes into the bathroom and she's looking at her leg and she gets out the hydrogen peroxide and she pours it on the wound. And we had a discussion about whether this was the priority or not. No,
1: absolutely not. And I only say that because if I was him and I knew she had my weapon, I would have done my best to bust on the door immediately to go kill her. Right. So I thought it was like go time. She has to load that crossbow because he's coming for her. Right. But he doesn't.
2: He well, just like chills outside Same with me I've been like I don't have time to clean this I'm just gonna wrap this up Yeah
3: Well but also If she has had bacterial meningitis And that is what She's lost, a germaphobe Yeah But also I think it probably Plays into the fact That she lost her hearing And her voice Through an infection And so she takes that seriously Yeah
1: and she does Hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. it Then she like tourniquets it up Yeah right? Like
3: a bathrobe sash Or something yeah. And so she's looking At the crossbow And this is when we notice That it's got the tally marks On the side Yeah, yeah. And you Mikey was noticing that it's not like he's not counting up to five and then starting a new tally. It's There like, was
2: one, two fives, and then... Like a two or a three. A two right. Or a three. Yeah. And then
3: we never get an explanation about that, which I am totally fine with. And so what I was thinking is maybe like each tally mark is a different instance of him like yeah. attacking because he's already killed one person. I mean, his ideal, I guess, right now is to get two people in this attack. So maybe each one is how many people he killed in the incident.
1: But I think it makes sense that he has a separate grouping of like Roman numerals not Roman numerals but like tallies for every night he goes out and kills right right? and
3: so now she's looking at the crossbow and she's trying to load it but she can't pull it back tight enough to load it and she's gonna try this over and over and over again but we see that it's really hurting her hand she tries for like 10 minutes she does yeah yeah, enough for a whole other plot detail to happen yeah a whole
2: thing happens
3: right but he's watching her from outside and he's like yeah it's not easy to do that he literally
2: says that Mm. he's really relishing in the whole moment
3: yeah which i think is part of what makes him such an effective villain so now we see another man knocking on the door and he's asking for Sarah, and what we'll find out is this is Sarah's boyfriend. And at first I was wondering, why
1: was he knocking? Mm-hmm. Because the person who lives there cannot hear the right. knocking, right. but he's calling for Sarah. So yeah. Sarah's his girlfriend, can't hear, so he would right. be able to hear yeah. her.
3: So he's knock, knock, knocking on Maddie's door, looking knock, for- Knock,
1: knocking on Maddie's door. <laughs> is Sarah hey? there, hey, there, hey, there? Hey, hey. Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> that mic was shaking all over the place, I know. man. That's Have you ever that's seen Axl Rose sing? Yeah, man. It's, it's gross. Boyfriend is knocking on the door, and then we see I don't ever know what his name is, so I just have been calling him the killer. So he comes up with the flashlight and he's like, drop it, drop it, pretending to be a police officer. And so the boyfriend gets down on the ground and he gives him his wallet to like get his ID- identification. And then when the flashlight drops, when he drops the flashlight to look at the wallet, I think we start to see the first bit of skepticism on his face because he's like, um.
2: By the way, if, if someone stops you and you don't know if they're a policeman, ask for credentials. Or someone's yeah. pulling you over and you don't know if they're a real cop, call mm-hmm. dispatch and they will tell you because they have to dispatch that out whenever they're pulling right. somebody over.
3: Yeah, especially if you're driving and you're a woman driving by yourself and somebody pulls you over.
1: I think this is when he first notices, like, you're not a cop. You're dressed like a fucking street person. Exactly. Like, not like a street person, like a homeless person, but he's just like dressed like a guy you'd pass on the street. Right. You know? And he's
3: also already seen the note that Maddie wrote <laughs> yes. on the window. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the killer is saying he's responded to a call and that he saw someone inside, but he got knocked down and he woke up without his phone, his radio, and his gun. Right. I was
2: like, I, then I'd be like, well, where's your badge in uniform. Where's yeah, right. your badge immediately? And there's no cop car in the driveway.
3: Right, yeah. yeah. So it's all, but I mean, he does look pretty suspicious right away. I think he's just not quite ready to act on the that yet. Yeah. And like the guy, the killer asks him for his phone to call back up and then pretends to call. And So the boyfriend gives him his phone. Yeah, the
1: killer does a really good job thinking on his feet here. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, not enough because the boyfriend of Sarah does eventually sort of figure it out. Uh-huh. But yeah, so he gives his cell phone to the killer or the killer pretends to call dispatcher, or right. whatever. But
3: also, while he's calling on the phone or after the phone call is over, he doesn't have to tell this guy all of the details of Maddie's life. Right, like, and Yes, she lives alone, and yes, she's deaf, and she couldn't have made that phone call. And I think he's just kind of trying to figure everything out. Right, he's right, not right. thinking as quickly on his feet as he probably wishes he had.
1: No, I mean, he's a bigger, bulkier dude. He probably doesn't have to be as right. clever as a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that to be, like, mean, mm-hmm. but, like, dude a bigger more attractive guy getting by on their looks yeah, yeah. But i got width
3: but also like <laughs> with size and living your life used to people kind of being afraid of you or not willing to mess with you gives you a certain amount of confidence and so you're not looking for things the way like women lots of times are um but he does start to notice that his arm is messed up Yeah,
1: he even calls attention to it he's mm-hmm. like yeah the guy busted me up and
3: Right. You know, I woke
1: up with this, so I tied it off or whatever. Yeah,
3: right. and he asked for his phone back. And so as he's giving the phone back, Sarah's earring falls out onto the porch.
1: And that's when the that's boyfriend's when like, knows. This oh. is where
2: he messes up. At that point, I just would have either ran away or attacked the guy. I don't think
1: the killer realizes he dropped the earring. I don't no, think he does the boyfriend sees.
2: If I was the boyfriend, I'd be like, oh, yeah. That yeah. is the moment he should have attacked. Yeah,
3: right. but I, I can see why he didn't because it might just be one of those situations where, like, how fucked up is this? Like, you don't quite know what the stakes are. And yet, also, you know? it
1: sort of does position it like the boyfriend's just waiting till he has the upper hand, right? So, yeah, because yeah. this
3: is when he starts yes. making his plan, yeah. and he says she keeps a spare key over there. Right? Did you guys think he, she, who was like selling her out, or did you think he was making a plan? No, I, I thought, think he was making. I thought, a plan. I thought he was
1: making a plan. Yeah, I think the actor does a good job of sort of. I
3: think so too. Forecasting yeah. it, yeah. Well, because he picks up a rock and it's kind of like holding it behind him. Right. And so he's waiting for the killer to bend over and killer gets super lucky because at this moment, Maddie takes the opportunity to like beat on the glass so that, the, and I mean, she's probably just trying to protect the boyfriend. It's not her like,
2: fault what you No, know, it's not, but, but it's just so unlucky. It is so unlucky. Her yeah.
3: yeah, because it like he takes his eye off the killer just for a minute and then the dude like stabs him Right through the neck. Yeah,
1: a little neck shadowing. Yeah.
3: And then like right behind his knee, too.
1: Well, he only does that because the dude still fights. Right. It's super impressive. The the Mm -hmm. dialogue
2: here is really
1: creepy. It's so good though. Right. The guy's like holding his throat and the killer is like, It's over, man. Mm -hmm. It's over.
2: Well, he's like, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad she came because I don't think I would have taken you in a fight. Oh, he's like two to ten I'd be able to take you
1: in that in a fight. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Which is true. I mean, the the boyfriend was way bigger than the killer. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And so, and I think that just speaks to like how cunning the killer is. Yeah. And kind of what I I was just talking about, like when you're a smaller guy, like you have to think more on your feet, much more than maybe a bigger guy would. Agree.
1: Agree, Mikey. I don't agree. But he... <laughs> it's because you're a bigger guy. I'm a smaller dude. <laughs> uh, ladies. Uh,
3: we think that he's dead and then he pops back up Ugh. and he's got the killer like he's laying on his back and the killer's on top of him and he's got like in a, him in a chokehold. and then it's so sad he just slowly bleeds to death. It's
1: also insane that Maddie doesn't grab a knife and go stab the killer yeah. in the yeah. heart a thousand go times. Go help him
2: fight as he's dying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- there's
1: no way that the boyfriend wouldn't have died, but that is... The end of it Yeah You know yeah. They would have Tag team killed The murderer She would have She had time to over. Like
2: fantasize About running And yeah, her Yeah cause mind. this is Where she starts To yeah. have the yeah.
1: Endings that she sees and then she decides what she decides.
3: Because what we see next is she runs out the door and then he catches her and smashes her with what looks like a cinder block. Yeah, and then she falls down and he's just smashing her in the head over and over you and over the and over again. Blood
1: like splashing uh-huh. up on him, and I was like, oh well, that's the movie,
3: right? But and I love how this happens because we see her body and then she just looks over and opens her eyes and looks back at Maddie, who we now see is still inside the house. And right. this was her running through the scenario of this. Yeah, this is.
1: Where we're start of actually hearing her internal monologue,
3: and we see actually see her looking at herself and talking to herself yeah. too, because she goes back and she sits down and she starts talking through everything that she's
2: going to do.
1: So she goes, "I could turn the power back on, but if the wires are cut, he didn't just flip a switch. There's no way for me to do that." So yeah, and kill then he me. comes up behind mm-hmm. her
2: and yeah. cuts her throat.
1: And I do have the crossbow, so I could shoot him, but it has to be a perfect shot up right. close. Right. And mm-hmm. he's quicker than I am. Yeah,
3: and that's probably not going to work inside. Right. That's a long-range weapon. Right. Yeah. And so she's saying, I could hide, but there are windows all over the place, and all he needs is a rock. And I
1: would just bleed to death. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. best
3: case scenario is that he never finds me. And so as this is happening, we're seeing all of these things play out, and we keep seeing her, like, dying in different ways. She's saying the crawl space, there's not a lot of room to maneuver, and we see him dragging her out of that.
1: Yeah. it's very happy Day on some level. Yeah. It
3: is but it's really uh, really effective you yeah, know. Yeah it's not
1: fun like Happy Death Day <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: And she <laughs> says there are too many endings but they're all the same. Which means there's only one ending that he won't res- expect. I can't run, I can't hide, and I can't wait. So all I can do now is kill him, which I love.
1: Which I appreciated she signed for us. Yes. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> uh-huh. She signed kill him.
3: When you get your body involved, it makes the statement more powerful, you know?
1: She's a kinesthetic killer.
3: She <laughs> wow. I mean
1: Wow. Yeah. By the way, I'm running a screenplay called Kinesthetic Killer. Yeah. It's not very good.
3: You got the first 30 pages, though? That's all you need. You just write They're la, 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 la for 30 pages, yeah. and then you get yourself going. It's pretty you much know?
1: 30 pages about how
2: I'm an imposter.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> this sucks.
2: The untalented Mr. Ripley. <laughs>
3: Oh,
0: Mr. Toddley. Yeah. All right.
3: Well, so now we cut back to him and he's outside talking to the dead boyfriend's body and saying, should I go in there and get this over with? And, and he's smoking th- one of his cigarettes. And right. Then- and then
1: this bitch shows up. Bitch, yeah. The it is the cat. It is the cat. cat. Yeah.
3: Yes, yes. I apologize for using that word. That is her
1: name. It it's is on true. her name tag. And this is
3: when we find out yes. because he's petting little bitch Kitty and sees that it's written in the little red heart.
1: Yes, on Pink her collar. Heart. Yes, yeah. on
3: her collar. And so he's talking about like killing the cat and he's going to nail it to the front door oh, and man. you'll be I reunited was so soon. i so
1: mad. Oh, oh, I know, you man. You cannot kill an animal. I hate that shit.
3: Because, especially in this way, yeah. too, you know? But so he picks up the cat and he picks up his knife and then he gets shot in the shoulder right with right the, to the arrow. Shoulder, yeah. yeah, go, Maddie.
1: And she only has one shot left.
3: Yeah, and she drops the arrow.
1: And As she runs back. Back inside as uh, he's like sort of chasing her, oh. and then she tries to Indiana Jones grab the arrow, oh. so she has the only arrow left and the crossbow. And he slams the door on her arm, uh-huh, trapping and then, it. Yeah, trapping it mm-hmm. in place. And then sort of does a misery style stomp on uh, her arm and yeah. really does some damage.
3: Oh, and you can see her just silently, like, writhing in pain and just how much he's. Because he's not just stomping once, he's like stomping no, and like and mashing yeah. around. Yeah, he's oh. really getting in there. And let me say, Mike Flanagan, this is now the third movie that I have seen where he has really fucked somebody's hand up.
1: Is Green Room one of them?
3: No, but it happens in Green Room. I know, Room. that's why I asked. Yeah, I, I don't no, know who he that didn't is. direct Mike. Oh, okay, uh, okay. green room. But yeah, there are three very disturbing hand scenes in Mike Flanagan movies.
2: Ugh. I like I have three scenes. very disturbing hand scenes written in my homemade porno. Those hands? The talented Mr. Handley.
3: <laughs> and so then while she's like screaming on the floor, he just breaks the arrow in her face. Um, well he, I mean because she, she moves her, her arm. Gets, and
2: then like yeah. this part's cause she looks at her hand like the, the oh and like the fingers are all broken like it looks real rough. It looks yeah. like
3: a claw. Like it doesn't it really look, look like a hand yeah. anymore. Yeah. It looks like, like a talon claw. I yeah.
2: hope she can like rehab it and do everything else so she can still sign language.
3: Ooh, oh, I didn't think about I that. Didn't think about oh. Man.
2: But he does let her close the door and lock
1: it So like yeah. she is safe for the moment
3: Yeah, but he says I'm coming in
1: Yeah, and, and then she stands up and realizes that she could finger paint with her own blood Right, And yeah. then shows, she just writes do it on the door mm-hmm. And then cowered right below it
3: Right, and I love it Because <laughs> they're just staring each other down But if that I
2: did is- it, he'd be like Otty <laughs> <laughs> Because
0: it's backwards, oh. yeah, yeah. But I
3: mean, that's what
1: he said he would make her do, right? Wish he's like, that "I'm she not going to come until you w- wish you were dead." Mm,
3: yeah, yeah. Okay, and so he goes to the car to get a tire iron, and she runs to her laptop. And I love that she does this because as he's trying to break the glass, which we are now finding out is super strong, right? I yeah, was like, wow. She's writing all the details, like a description of what he looks like on her laptop. Yeah, like green eyes, five nine, yeah. weird ass
1: neck tattoo, may or
3: may not be. Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, mom and dad. Oh, died fighting. Yeah. Oh, oh, so sad. It is, man. And so she goes into the bathroom and she. Didn't write her sister, though. You know, her I sister could have warned her. I know what you did, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> And so now she goes into the bathroom and she's propped herself against the door and she's got the knife and she's just kind of waiting and she's starting this was to gray so
1: out. so oh, Freaking eerie! It
3: really was because it starts to
1: gray out like you're saying. Mm-hmm. It starts to slow mo and then you see glass behind her yeah. falling slowly.
3: But it just sparkles at first. You can't yeah. tell exactly. At first what I it thought the,
1: she had turned the shower on or something. Mm-hmm. But then you see him sort of climbing the window like behind his feet her. Yeah, coming
3: down. Ah. Oh, it's so freaky. And you see he's right in the tub, and you know she can't hear, so she has right. no idea he's Well, he there. starts
2: talking to her, yeah, and then
1: this is where we realize that he had never seen Silence of the Lambs.
3: Right. Yeah, that well, was also, his fatal like, flaw.
1: His
2: line here is super creepy. Yeah. yeah,
3: he says, I think you're holding out, and if I get you in just the right spot, you'll make a sound. Which...
2: Yeah, he'll oh, scream. Yeah. Asshole. Yeah, he's not a good dude, Jen. No, oh,
3: I'm surprised yeah. that
1: it took to this point for you to realize that. I was on that. board, you know? I mean, he's
3: so good in the newsroom. He is so
1: good in the newsroom. You're <laughs> (laughs)
3: But so he breathes on the back of her, like a hair on the back of her neck. Accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. And she, like a badass, like flips the knife around and stabs him right behind. And she moves right as
1: he's like thrusting his Mm -hmm. knife. So it like barely grazes her. Right. I'm not even sure if it breaks her skin, but she stabs his knee. Mm and pales the knee. Oh, it's so brutal. He Uh. drops the knife. Of course.
3: Yeah, which I mean, he got stabbed in the knee. I can imagine your reaction. He's got other priorities
1: at the moment. Right. Yeah.
3: And so now she's like limp into the kitchen and she's sitting down and she's kind of starting to gray out again and so eventually he kind of limps over to her and sees her and I think thinks that she's passed out Yeah, but she's not. She- At this
1: point I thought that she was going to pretend to be passed out and then get him right before he got her Right, uh-huh. and then like she opens her eyes and looks at him, and I was like, "Oh well, that, there goes that ruse." <laughs> because she doesn't do anything
3: until well, she does something. She does. Yeah, she but realizes it's not that right she. Right away. Well, that's
1: fair. But she realizes she has a pest problem, so she sprays some mm-hmm. Raid in its eyes. Yeah, wasp the killer. wasp
3: spray. Oh, it's
1: wasp spray. Sorry. Yeah. yeah.
3: When I was a teacher, that was one of the things they recommended us keeping in our classroom because it can spray long distances and it's very directed. Wasp spray? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So she wasp sprays the fuck out of his eyes. Yes. And so then you said He's blind now, so now he's blind and she's deaf, so now they're kind of mono a mono or yeah. whatever. But then she sets the alarm off, the one that is super like, that deafeningly yeah. loud. Yeah. So now he is at a definite disadvantage. Yeah, and she's holding the flashlight. In, uh-huh. and so it's like- The it's strobe, sort of,
1: strobe. Yeah, light. the strobe light. So it's like strobing in his eyes. Right. And she's just like sort of- menacing him. But yeah. not really like attacking him, attacking yeah, him. Yeah,
3: but then he starts attacking her. Drop the knife again. I know. Yeah. Like she missed
1: an opportunity to pick up his knife and stab him immediately. Yeah.
3: So, but she drops it and then they start fighting and he's like punching her and she bites the fuck out of his hand. And then he starts to choke her and she's trying to reach the corkscrew and he's like hitting her head on the floor and she starts like flashing through pictures of like pictures of her life flashing well, in front of her, in her sync eyes.
1: with her heartbeat slowing mm. down as she She's about to die, which like, is really well
2: done, Yeah, yeah. It's so like the scenes, sad, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's so good.
3: Because you see her, like, reaching up and trying to, like, paw at his face, and you can just yeah. see the yeah. strength F-O-I, of losing? FYI, Craig, she's
2: over you. You were not in the flashes. No,
3: absolutely <laughs> not, That's Craig. right. Well, I mean, she didn't try to call him, although I don't know when oh, she would have She had him tried to call him twice, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once the shit went down. Like, he's not the one she thought of to try to rescue No,
2: 911 right. is definitely who you call yeah. first. You right. don't call
3: Craig.
0: Craig can't do <laughs> like shit. If I, can go fucking like If himself.
2: my girlfriend yeah. called me was like, there's a guy in here trying to kill me, I'm like, you need to call 911. I mean, I will be on my way, but like, there's traffic. Yeah, and they yeah. have a lot of guns.
3: Right. Right. And they yeah. know what to do. And so she kind of starts to lose the strength, but then grabs the corkscrew and is able to stab him right through the neck. And this
1: is such a cool effect because you is. see it go through his neck and you see it on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's then you so see well blood done. like
3: spurting out from yeah. either side. So yeah. well done. But then he falls on her and then over to the side, and they're both just kind of laying there for a minute. Yeah. And I thought that she was going to die the first time I watched it. I I mean, she has lost a lot
1: of blood mm, and she just got the shit choked out of her. Right. She's lucky she's not dead already.
3: Mm -hmm. I know. But she coughs and then she sits up and she sees that he's dead. She gets her phone back from his pocket and calls 911 and she just opens it because the alarm is still going off at this point. So she just opens 911 and then it looks like she passes out again. And so then we see Sarah, who's still outside. And then we see the dead boyfriend still on the floor, and she slowly walks out the door and just sits on the porch.
1: And waits for the cops to come.
3: Yeah, and then her cat, Bitch, comes up to says hi, and she's petting the cops, and then we see the blue lights flashing. Yeah, And then we just get a close-up on her face, and just uh, and she closes her eyes and just smiles just a little bit. And, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. Roll
2: the credits. Oh, and I love it so much.
3: So having
1: seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about it? Final thoughts. Let's go.
3: Love, 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 love it. I think I liked it more the second time.
1: Okay. Mikey, what'd you think? I really, really liked it. I thought it was great. No. I think it was Good. scary. I probably would never watch this movie by myself, especially like in a house or... <laughs>
0: All with a night mouse, night yeah. or
1: in a sock with a box,
3: yeah. Fox uh, with a mouse. Anyway, so
0: I, yeah, what? I would just it never, I would
1: just <laughs> never watch this by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, by a window or anything. Like, I, it just, it's very convincingly scary. That
2: was a really great suspense film. I think mm-hmm. it was great.
1: Yeah, well,
3: and it escalates, and like the theme with this was strong female and femme characters, and I feel like there is she is a really strong and yeah. well developed character.
1: But you're right. Like the movie starts. And literally 10 minutes into it, the shit starts cracking. Right. And it doesn't let off until the very end. Like, it, this movie's paced so well. It's mm-hmm. not super long, but it tells the story it needs to tell. Right. It's great.
3: And it goes in unexpected directions also. Like, yeah. for a single location movie, too, you know? Yeah. Like, she's not getting away and hiding in a new house, and then a new house, and then in the woods, right. you know? So it's really smartly paced and planned. Yeah, but know? they make
1: use of that single location. They for do, sure, yeah. yeah. All yes. of that to say, I didn't love it. Because it's scary, it and I would never have watched it by myself. Watching with you guys with the lights on, it was fine. If I was watching this by myself with the lights off at night in a house, I would be locking all the doors and windows, and it would be very hard for me to get through it by myself.
3: Yo, Good job, listeners. Yeah. Very, very well done. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk box
1: office, though. All right. So what do you guys think the production budget of this movie was?
2: Five million dollars.
3: I'm going to say $1 million.
1: That is it exactly. It was $1 million. (laughs) It is a single location movie. I would say the actors do an amazing job, but are not A-list actors. They're
3: not. And there's only like four of them. Yeah.
1: So it's a small cast. Uh It's not a very big name cast. Although I will say again, they all did amazing. Yeah, they did. Uh, What do you think this movie made at the box office?
3: Well... It didn't make anything at the box office, did it? Because it's a Netflix original, right?
1: Yeah, so you're right. This movie made $0 at the box office. <laughs> uh-huh. So there really is no way for me to calculate how much it made, but I'm Netflix sure Netflix doesn't tell us. Right but mm-hmm. I'm sure it's made more money for Netflix than a million right. dollars. Yeah, Although I,
3: I wish it were one that were talked about more because I think it's really good. Yeah and I I think it's
1: very very well done. When we said that this won the listener request mm-hmm. everyone was very very happy about it very excited right. about it. Right.
3: And it beat Aliens and yeah. Suspiria. It beat
1: some big name movies and also Suspiria so yeah, yeah like I think it did <laughs> I, I think it's <laughs> a very popular up. movie out there. Yeah. And honestly some of the people who are not super active in the community were saying that this was a great great movie yeah, yeah. sort of like on the fringes of the horror community we're saying this was great yeah but yeah, there's not much box office because it was a straight to Netflix. Right. Well, then let's do uh, fun
3: facts. Jen's right. fun facts. Okay, so this was directed by Mike Flanagan, your best friend, my we best Jen. friend. Yep. Yeah. And if you didn't, if you're not sure why we're saying that, it's because I wrote. He also directed Doctor Sleep, and I just wrote a piece about his director's cut, and he fucking retweeted it, and it was awesome. It was awesome. So yeah, yeah but not he, just
2: retweeted it. He was like, "This is exactly what I was trying to tell." Yeah, exactly,
3: movie. which made me feel good. He tried to I take knew. credit
1: for all of the things <laughs> you said. Yeah, Jim. he was trying to get a point exactly. Across he tried with that to movie. take credit for me ugh. explaining
3: what he did. Why was he trying to
1: mansplain his movie to you? I Oh know, my man. god, so rude!
3: I'm just kidding, my planning. Yeah, it. you're
1: great. We're just giving you yeah. shit.
3: I do think he's my favorite director, and partly because he is a huge Stephen King fan, and we already mentioned that he had Stephen King books on the shelf. Yeah, but he also he directed Doctor Sleep, and he also directed Gerald's Game, which is also on Netflix. And those Hush and Gerald's Game, the stories are similar. They're not the same thing that happens at all but there's a a strong like undercurrent of the same kind of female empowerment so one of the inspirations for this movie was the movie wait until dark wait until dark is a movie from i think 1980 and it stars audrey hepburn and someone's trying to break into her house but she's blind so it's kind of a similar element that's terrifying oh yeah even
1: worse than being deaf it's a really
3: good movie It's so terrifying yeah so the actress who played maddie Is named Kate Siegel, and he.
2: Oh, she wrote it. She
3: helped write it. Because she and Mike Flanagan are married. Oh, Oh. yeah. Well, how about that? that?
2: Fuck you, Mike Flanagan. (laughs) (laughs) He had a little thing for uh, your wife.
3: Well, and so he.
2: Were they married when they made the movie?
3: I don't know if they were married, but they were together.
2: See, I get in trouble at work for this kind of stuff. They well, were together when they wrote the movie.
3: Yeah, th- so they talked about <laughs> the idea for the movie on a dinner date.
1: Oh. Mikey, when was the last time your first date became a movie production that made you a shitload of money?
3: Hmm.
2: When I write my book about all the bad dates I
0: went on. <laughs> if you stop ghosting them, it'll work out. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mikey. So- he originally wanted to do a movie with no dialogue and they considered making it completely silent, but they thought that I just don't think that's gonna fly. Um, okay, so as they were writing this, because this movie has less than 15 minutes of dialogue, which means it's got 70 minutes without words. So when Man. they were writing this, what most of what they were doing was blocking it out. Yeah, absolutely. And they would write the directions and they were using their own house.
1: Did they just like rent this cabin in the woods for like four or like Wait, four they months? lived together?
3: Yeah, they were living together when they were writing this.
1: It's not just a dinner date here.
3: Oh, yeah. so I think they were together, like significantly together. You can together. still
1: go on dates when you're living with Yeah, somebody. Corey and
3: I did the other night. I yeah.
1: don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> oh, man. Mikey. Fourth
3: date? What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> living together, living together, but where does she sleep? <laughs> where do you? When does leave? she leave? <laughs> yeah, when, where? If you when you leave her house at three thirty, how do I, do I you escape? Go? Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, Mikey.
3: <laughs> but they acted this out using their own house in California. And they were very specific, and I think what they were trying to do was he was trying to, like, pretend to break in, and she was trying to defend herself, and so they were just playing through all of these realistic scenarios. Oh, man, I bet
1: their neighbors were like, what the fuck? kink stuff are they into.
3: What is that mask?
1: (laughs) I'm back in. I know. Listen, I am on board. (laughs) Shake it up, ladies. Let's do this.
3: Well, so what happened was when they went to start filming it in Atlanta, because they had used their own house and written such specific Actions, they couldn't find a house that looked exactly like theirs, so they had to significantly change quite a few things. Yeah, I mean that so fit. much of that
1: stuff is house specific. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but they got they found this house, and I think they did a really great job using this location. Oh, yeah. yeah, they use
1: every inch of that fucking place.
3: They really did, and apparently it was really difficult because there are so many windows, and he was saying, like when you're shooting and there's a window and it's nighttime, it basically becomes a mirror. It does. So they had to really plan how they wouldn't show the crew and if they were off by like an inch you yeah. could see. Lighting
1: mm-hmm. is a nightmare too because it'll bounce off of it and you'll see like mm-hmm. these like big light diffusers and you're like well that's clearly exactly. a light. yeah."
3: But I think they did it well because I didn't see any yeah, of that. Yeah I
1: noticed shit like that and I didn't see any of that either.
3: Yeah yeah. And if you've seen he also directed The Haunting of Hill House Which is a Netflix series, and Kate Siegel is in that, and it's fucking amazing if you haven't seen it, but there is an entire episode that is basically three shots. That is just so well plotted. So I think you kind of see that Mike Flanagan is really good at that. Yeah. So he originally was going to use a cam and a boom mic to try to make it feel really realistic, so they could pick up like her ambient sounds. Yeah,
1: that would have been cool as
3: shit. Well, what happened was when they played it back, it was like it just sounds like elephants stomping. Like it just didn't yeah. work. So they. I tried- mean, you'd have
1: to Foley all of that, right? But it, it could have been very, very cool to hear her breathing. And well, shit she like that. ADR'd yeah.
3: in her breath. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And they tried to use, like, ambient noises in there, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I want to know if Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel actually have a cat named Bitch.
3: Well, so her sister's name in the movie is Max, and her name is Maddie, and those are named after her real-life nieces and nephews. Oh, Oh. Oh. there you go. That's where those names came from. Um, She worked extensively with a sign language coach, and that's where I got the information about what being latently deaf is. Um, but she worked with her for a long time and I feel like you can, like, it's very authentic feeling. Now I say that as someone who does not have hearing impairment and I don't have a ton of experience with sign language, but I mean, I bought it and I think she does a really good job of emoting silently too. Yes. So apparently um, Mike Flanagan has got, and I'm going to link the piece um, that explains this, but he was talking about why he didn't give the killer any backstory other than just the, the check marks, you know? Yeah. Um, because he could have, you know, he could easily have added that in. Um, and so what he said is there are two things he thinks about when he's writing like suspense. And he says, what you don't see is always scarier than what you do. And the explanation is never as scary as the question, which I thought was really interesting. Because yeah. when you give too much information about the killer, you're taking the what the fuck away, you right. know. Right. And that's one thing I think this movie is really effective at is there's we don't know what his reasoning is, you know. No, we he's don't just know crazy. who he is, why he's there, right. what he's done before. He's just a threat that she has to overcome.
1: Yeah, the only time I want that sort of explanation is when the killer is dead and someone explains what was happening or yeah. whatever. Which I do like. I like can movies? Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike that it doesn't have it in this movie. Right. Just because it ends before the cops get there. Mm-hmm. We don't get like the scene of her like at the hospital and the cops come in and they're right. like oh my god. you! I shot so- him six times. Exactly. Yeah. Like we don't we don't get to that point so it doesn't bother me.
3: Well and this this movie doesn't need it. I feel like in other movies like if there was a detail from his past that would help her overcome him that would have been. Yeah. But this we don't need it in the story and I appreciate him leaving it open ended because I think it makes it scarier. Yeah. Alright and those are my fun facts.
1: Well thank For your fun facts, you're
3: welcome. All
1: right, well, let's do the scary scale.
3: Hey, Hey, listeners, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) you guys, all right. Our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scared we were when we watched the movie. It's not the quality of the film, it's how scared we were tonight when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters, our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd,
1: I'm gonna give it a three. Because I watched this with two other people in the room and the lights on. If I had watched this in my house by myself with the lights off, I would give it like an eight. Mm, It's just mm -hmm. very, very scary if you're in that certain setting.
3: So what I'm hearing is we need to be turning the lights off. (laughs) Yes, I would like
1: to. No. I think that's why I'm not giving it it's scary. I can't. No, please. (laughs) Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to give it a one. (laughs) Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah and you made me watch movies with the lights on well i'm so sorry i like the lights on when we're the together s- mikey the scariest i get watching horror movies is probably in the theater with all the lights yes. off and like you can't check your phone you're like stuck watching the movie and yeah. it's just dark it's the worst
3: i am gonna give it a four okay a lot of it is because of that hand scene and oh it's pretty man
2: That's, yeah
1: absolutely yeah,
0: just not absolutely. my thing Absolutely, yeah. yeah
3: and i really like what we were talking about earlier i really like Feel like I am with her through the entire movie and just feeling the sense of like terror.
1: Hashtag I'm with her guys.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it's super creepy. It is
1: very creepy. So
3: four. Very effective.
1: It is very well done. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. That's our scary scale.
1: All right. This week the listeners made me watch Hush. What are you guys making me watch next week?
3: Well guys I think this movie was a little too loud.
1: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. All
2: 15 minutes of dialogue were too much. Exactly. Whoa whoa. Shh. Oh sorry. Hush Tosh. Sorry.
3: Next week we are (laughs) watching a Quiet Place this is a
2: coincidence by the way guys. It, it
3: really is yeah we didn't plan because we didn't plan the listener request right. yeah.
0: but it's hilarious
3: yeah and we are watching A Quiet Place because there is a sequel coming up soon which we may or may not have plans to do yeah. when I
2: saw Quiet Place in theaters I gave it like a 9
3: oh, oh yeah shit
2: yeah, I I'm also, not looking forward to this.
3: I cried through like 90% of that movie.
2: I'm not looking forward to that either. <laughs> yeah. Jay, this could be like the movie where we sync up because I really related to John Kwasinski, and I feel like you probably related to what's your Blunt, Right. Yeah. Is it Emily mm-hmm. Blunt. Yeah, and there's like yeah. there's jump scares and there's also like Fuck, I hate tension jump scares. scares that that yeah. Jen likes oh. and oh. All
3: right, so A Quiet Place.
2: All right guys, watch <shhh> A Quiet Place for next week.
3: All right,
1: so now it's time for Mikey to read a 5-star review. Five-star I'm going to try my you. best. All right, let's do this, you know Mikey. You guys,
2: I have trouble talking. <laughs> yes, talking to do. Oh, yeah. Like all the listeners, Talkings yeah. And readings. Talk, that's oh, the same. My letters. All right, so Blue Seattle writes.
3: Oh, I think that's Michael Rothman from the Losers Club and Halloweenies.
2: More like the horror surgeon.
3: <laughs> I hear that in his voice from the podcast.
2: I'm more like a blunt instrument, I feel like. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> all right, he says, a great podcast is one with great camaraderie and the Horror Virgin is in full supply there. Agree. Jen is a total delight to hear as she dissects each and every horror movie with the utmost precision. Oh, thank you. And gags. All why Todd (laughs) goofs off to get through the scares. That is, yeah, very astute. Yeah. It's a palpable back and forth that makes you feel like you're really there. Which is the litmus test of every podcast series. Oh, that's very sweet. It's also the type of show you binge, especially if you're a horror hound. (laughs) The way they react and recap the film captures why we constantly revisit these titles every October. Who am I kidding? Every other night. Well, that's me. (laughs) Uh, TLDR. Don't be a virgin to the horror virgin.
3: Oh, and thank you. Whore. I like it. I do too. Yeah. Hey, and check him out on Loser's Club and Halloweenies.
1: Yeah. If you want for us to read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review and we will read it on the yeah. podcast. What's what your accents,
2: works. nerds. I haven't heard of not in <laughs> Yeah, we, we haven't heard an done
1: accent in a, in a while. I sort of miss it. Listen yeah. you'd like really struggle through an <laughs> accent was the bright part yeah. of my week. We are a member of the Consequence Podcast Network, so do us a favor and check out their shows like Kyle Meredith With. Mm-hmm. this must be the gig the fifth dimension yep the opus the assembly mm-hmm. what else is there jen
3: yeah so also the losers club they just did a two-part series on needful things that is a really good breakdown of that book and halloweenies and they should be announcing their third season really soon awesome
1: but yeah so guys check it out also check out their website mm-hmm. consequence
3: i have now written my third piece that is dropped Ooh, on
1: that website nice. they also have a lot of other great blogs they and about- do. Both movies and music. So check it out. Mm -hmm. It's great. And if you want to check out our shit, go to horrorvirgin.com where you can see the rest of Jen's blog and links to our merch store now that it's back up. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Sorry about that if you got a little error on the site before. If you want to follow us on socials, we are at horrorvirgin. Jen is at Jen with two N's for Ratu. Mike yep. is at M Randolph twenty four and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you want to help financially support the show, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin. We have a lot of great levels, a lot of great bonus content up mm-hmm. there. Bonus so, episodes. Yeah, bonus episodes. We're doing twice a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also doing a bunch of other great shit, like Jen's doing a series on the outsiders. Yeah, a and video you do series. your top
3: watching trailers. Yeah, every yeah. week. Also, this episode was a listener request, and the way you get to participate that in that is being a patron. All levels get to suggest and vote.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. So guys, yeah check out that. And if you can't afford to financially support the show, that's fine. Just join the Facebook group to get your daily free content. That's right. Uh, And we link that pretty much every week in socials. We do. So check it out. Yeah, I mean, we're all there almost daily. Like I check it pretty much all day.
3: Yeah. We've got 598 members right so now. So
1: close to hitting that You big could be six. number
3: 600. Actually, by crazy. this
1: point, it's too late. Yeah, We've definitely that's gone past 600 at this point.
3: That's going to be it from us, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, thank you for participating in this listener request. I loved this movie. I'm so happy. It was honestly great. And I'm already in my house, so I don't have to worry about going home and being scared tonight. And so. it's
1: raining.
2: Ugh. Oh,
3: that's right. Yeah. But thank you so much. I'm Jen.
2: I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys.
3: <laughs> uh, having
2: a mood. We
3: bye. What was that singing thing, Mikey? Invasion know. nerds. Oh. I like
2: to say something like really nasty before like the big consequence thing comes up. Like, oh
3: yeah. All right,
2: guys. I was trying to eat my clock earlier this morning. I'm sorry. Why would you what eat was that your clock? Clock. Oh, sorry. Why? I gave up because it was too time consuming. I hate you so much.
0: Boo. <laughs> <laughs>